Hey guys, welcome to the show. A new episode for your earbuds, yo. Now you gotta say what we doing today. We got Zach Lallery talking about X-Men Bray. And my son, I guess he's on the song too. I don't even know what I'm gonna say and do. Ooh, now he's telling me cause he don't even see. And I'm waiting for the light, waiting to be. Hey, what are we doing? I can still get go. But anyways, we talk about questions of the day, bro. And all those cool things. Now we do it. We even say some bad advice and we rue it in a little wrap up at the end. I hope y'all have a good day and we begin soon. Only if I can't say why. Welcome to Flows of You. Now we gotta try. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? I'm uh, doing pretty good right now. How about you? I can't complain, man. I'm just uh, glad to be on the podcast right now. Jason, uh, how's your week been so far, man? Well, um, you know, I've been in Austin, so I'm recording on location right now. And I was in Austin uh, performing at the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Um, and there we, we recorded over 350 songs um, for children and uh, wow. put all the things. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And uh, putting all of the um, music together for them and having fun. I wrote way too many songs about Billie Eilish and uh, all of that randomness. It was a, it was a pretty good time. Um, and then you get to go see all of these big artists and uh, they're performing. And, uh, you know, I have the same badge as them, right? Like on my wrist, it says artist and I get to, you know, I don't get in their big uh, fancy uh, dressing rooms. Literally, uh, we all have a tent we can go hang out in um, and we're in the kids section. So in the kids section, it was a lot more uh, different. Um, and so there was like a, a group called the Cuckoo Kangaroo, um, which has become my son's favorite band. Uh, they have a song called uh, All I Eat Is Pizza. And uh, now he will not stop seeing it. And uh, then I got to meet them and they're from Minnesota and they have like 4 million views on each of their songs. So yeah, they're pretty crazy. But that was probably the most uh insane band i met but i met a lot of really cool people a lot of cool bands i've met, met a uh viral sensation a guy named ray manual he was a 13 year old kid that um uh when he uh did a rap on instagram and then he got like all famous and now he's doing shows at big festivals and so uh it was pretty cool i got to give him some tips and pointers uh to get better and uh yeah pretty talented kid and so yeah i mean i had a i had a pretty good time i mean the week before i actually came um to work acl i was uh at home at my parents house hanging out with my son and my son um when i get to my grandparents house uh my parents house uh his grandparents he uh forgets i exist and it is all about nani my mom and uh, he loves her so very much and uh, it hurts my heart sometimes, but I still think he's awesome and he's one awesome kid. And uh, yeah, I had a good time. And uh, one of the coolest things about being an artist at ACL is you get like a cafeteria, um, all you can eat catering. And so they had a probably one of the coolest salad bars I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, um, got all the drinks that we wanted to drink and I don't drink alcohol. So I just had a bunch of like red bulls um probably way too many red bulls uh and kombucha and uh probably the closest i'm gonna do a fermented drink but uh it was pretty good um but yeah it was just uh 
so much stuff. I met a guy named Pink Sweats, um, where he wears pink sweats. And so that happened. And um, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. And uh, I could probably go on for like another six hours telling you about all the cool stuff that I did. But uh, it was nice to get paid to rap. But it was a lot of rapping, probably the most rapping I've ever done. And uh, but it was pretty great and uh, a very fun time. And so got to meet a lot of really cool people, people from all the country that are just doing some awesome stuff for kids and then also just famous musicians and so i had a great time dang man that that made me exhausted just listening to it dude that that sounds like a pretty packed week um before we go uh yeah um before we go uh uh and move on anymore uh i wanted to introduce zach lowry he's our uh uh, guest speaker um on this podcast uh this week uh zach uh how was your week this how was your week uh well definitely not as um exciting as jason's by the sound of it (laughs) But yeah, man, um, just a lot of uh, working. Um, I, I drive uh, for a uh, instrument company for a living. And so uh, driving all over the good state of Kentucky, um, a little bit more than I care to admit. Um, and then uh, I've been working on a uh, commission uh, for those of you who don't know me. Um, I actually uh, write classical music. Um, it's what I have my degrees in college from and stuff. And so I'm working with a uh, Tennessee-based uh classical guitar player and uh, we've been kind of hashing out a new project that we're going to be collaborating on um and then uh i got to see uh joker uh which was pretty good um it's not a movie i'd necessarily see a second time not because it was terrible uh just because it was uh quite quite a movie yeah it, it's quite a movie um <laughs> so uh yeah i mean that that's definitely been my week uh like i said not nearly as a uh, eventful as a uh, as a uh, Jason over here, but um, it had its highs and lows. So <laughs> awesome, man! And what's really cool is uh, uh, me and Zach actually got to go see that movie together, um, and it was definitely a definitely a good Joker movie by far. Um, a definitely darker movie. Yeah, um, it was crazy uh, when we walked out of the theaters because we saw. A, I want to say no younger, no younger than five, no older than seven or eight year old kid walking yeah. out with his parents. <laughs> and uh, it's already a movie for a reason. So I'm like, this kid's going to be scarred for life. <laughs> this is not a superhero movie. This isn't even a supervillain movie. This is a, a, a guy that has a mental, like serious mental problems. Like yeah. <laughs> you're letting a kid watch this movie. Uh, me, and, me and Zach were just like in awe walking out of the theater, like looking back multiple times just to make sure that we were seeing what we were seeing. Because, I mean, first movie I saw that was rated R close enough to his age was The Matrix. And The Matrix is nothing compared <laughs> to this movie as far as just the brutality. Yeah, uh, I mean, Deadpool is it, basically a Boy Scout compared to the, what the Joker does in that movie. Well, <laughs> more or less, <laughs> I guess. Um it's not a hack and slash, but uh, I don't want to ruin anything for any of the uh, Joker fans out there. Uh, oh, yeah. So for my week, though, uh, I was able to uh, go to Louder Than Life. And for those who do not know what Louder Than Life is, it's actually, to date, the biggest rock festival in America. Um, and it had an amazing lineup. Um, uh, Friday night, fr- it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was actually a the ending a weekend of a three-weekend-long thing. It was Morningside. 
Bourbon and Beyond and uh, Louder Than Life. And Louder Than Life was the rock section, uh, like the heavier uh, rock section. And for Friday, it was I Prevail was there. Um, I Prevail, um, Slipknot did the, they were the headline. Um, I'm trying to think of who all, Breaking Benjamin was there actually Sunday. Um, I'm trying to think who was there Friday. Um, the thing is, it was it was a ton of groups. Um, a whole bunch of my favorite groups were there. Uh, Breaking Benjamin ended up being um, Sunday as well as Three Days Grace. The closer was Disturbed. Um, uh, Demon Hunter was was there. Um, and Wasn't Saturday Guns was Guns N' Roses there as well? Gun, Guns N' Roses was Saturday, and they were the uh, headliner for that, I believe. And Ice Cube ended up coming. Uh, Ice Cube, Godsmack. Um, it was, it was so crazy. Um, I, I didn't end up going Saturday, but Friday and Sunday made my entire weekend because I'm, I, I'm not able to go to concerts much just because of my old job. And this new one grants me so much freedom as far as weekends, because I have them off. Um, and I was actually able to get Friday off because of my job. And I was just able to grind through the week and knock out my stores and, uh, my area managers is just awesome. So, um, but that's what's cool uh, about my job is that if I work enough hours by Thursday, I can have Friday off if I want the option, nice. um, which is cool. Um, but literally, the one of the coolest concerts I'd ever been to, uh, hands down. Um, literally, uh, I, I think I crowd surfed, oh, I don't know, 50 or 60 people. Um, definitely not a scene that you want to bring a date to uh, <laughs> unless they, they like crowds. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's ridiculous um there was you know i mean it's a concert there's going to be drunk people there's going to be people smoking substances that uh i'd rather not talk about just all all kinds of stuff going on um but other than that uh it was it was hot um you know people were dying of thirst um there was water uh dispensers that i actually didn't know about until sunday um, but I had a friend who actually was able to get VIP passes and really didn't have to pay for the entire weekend if he wanted to, uh, which was kind of crazy if you ask me. But uh, he was able to fill up our water and we're dying of thirst. Uh, we were actually be able to get up and ride the rail and see a lot of the, the groups right up front and center. Um, but oh, yeah, Friday, a day to remember plays. And mm. um, by that time, we're like five or six groups in and two or three away from the headliner. And it literally, when I say a sea of people, I couldn't have been like sardines didn't have anything on me. And what I mean by that is I literally couldn't move my hands. Like I couldn't move my arms. And so by their fourth song, I was getting out. Like I had to go, I wasn't having a panic attack. I just needed water and sustenance. Like I needed food right then and there. or I was going to just go. Um, but I got out eventually I was able to get up on the railing or the, the rail and get out. Uh, security had to, to lift me out. It was a rough time. Um, and I'm a big boy. Uh, but but it was really cool. Um, definitely don't regret the experience. It was one of the best experiences um, I've ever had. Um, literally a lot of my favorite bands were there. And uh, that is about it. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, I think I have a little game for you guys today. Um, and so... Uh, Zach here is actually a huge fan of uh, Marvel, uh, just like I am. And he is, if not more so, um, he's a huge fan of X-Men specifically. 
Um, and he could probably tell you everything about anybody in the X-Men lineup, uh, as large as that is. Huh. Um, they could honestly make their own Marvel section uh, oh, with yeah. the amount of characters that are in that section. Wouldn't you agree, Zach? Yeah, they're literally their own universe. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Um, so what was really cool is I have a little trivia game for you and uh, Jason right now. And uh, my goal is to help Jason out. But, Zach, you're probably going to just trounce him. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this works out. Um, but right. what I have is a couple of uh, – I have a set of questions for you guys. Um, we'll just go point-based, um, and I'll just honestly be the judge of whoever wins. Okay. So I got a couple questions for you guys, and they're all X-Men, uh, X-Men related. Uh, I'm assuming Zach should uh, pretty much destroy Jason in this, but uh, uh, essentially you get – phony on air. Yeah. <laughs> um, one point per question answered correctly. Whoever has the most points by the end of it wins. Uh, help me keep track. Um, and we don't have a ton of questions, but um, our okay. first question is which mutant that appeared in the Deadpool movie proves that the X-Men really have run out of names? Negasonic Teenage Warhead. All right. That's uh, Zach's answer. Jason, what do you think? I agree with Zach. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> doing the cop out. The answer is, in fact... Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Woo! The best name. The best name, right? Uh, I'll just go after Zach the whole time. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you can answer the next one. I got one for you, and this is this should be pretty simple if you know anything about X-Men. Jason, I will ask you this question. Who is Quicksilver's father? Canonically. Mag- Magneto, dude. Come on. Give me hard questions. Zach, would you say the same answer? Uh, that's... Mm. <laughs> come on it depends on wh- it depends on what year because his parentage changes like it. a mori episode sure <laughs> <laughs> for for basic knowledge purposes yes i would agree that is correct Woo-hoo! uh so jason that that point will go to you um and zach has one point as well so you guys are both tied right now um and so Based on basic knowledge, his identity is hinted in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, Quicksilver uh, mused in the film that his mother once knew a man who could control metal. But based on the comics, uh, we know that the Maximoff uh, twins, um, Wanda and... Uh, help me, remind me of Quicksilver's name. Pietro. Is, you said Pietro? So they're both mm-hmm. um, uh, Magneto's kids. Um Based on what timeline you are reading through, I guess. Um, yeah. Awesome. So moving on to the next question. Uh, Zach, this one will be for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is believed to be the first person ever born with the mutant gene? Uh, apocalypse, I believe. That is correct. Uh, Jason, what would have been your answer? The same. <laughs> if you didn't know, what would <laughs> what would you have said? Uh, the you same? sure? Yeah. You just scoping out right now? No. Okay. I, I'm just. Right. I've watched a movie. All right. All right. So. Uh, I'm like constantly yawning right now. Um, I know. I've got a you. bonus question, and this goes uh, to either of you that can answer first. Okay. Ready, Jason? Ready. Jason. Uh, yes, I'm here. All right. Awesome. What did Stanley make a cameo appearance as in the first X Men movie? 
Oh, gosh. Uh, he's a security guard at the Statue of Liberty, right? I will say yes. I, I'm not I'm not 100% on that. Then why'd you ask the question? <laughs> no, 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 no. I know what he is. I'm just not where, oh. sure where he is. The question was, what what does he appear as? Not oh. where. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, weird flicks. <laughs> his identity. What is his identity? So I will give you five more seconds. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna stick with security guard. Okay. Jason, pizza guy. So the correct answer is a hot dog vendor. Ah, so, I remember that now. Dang it. Yeah. You know what? I was mixing it up with somebody else. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> so his first cameo in the uh, first X-Men movie is uh, a hot dog vendor. Um, and so this is actually the, uh, since you guys are both tied, technically. Um, well, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Because Jason was definitely closest on that. So we would be tied. Awesome. So this last and final question, um, I'm going to give this up to, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to ask Jason first. I, I want to see okay. if he gets this right. I- I'm not sure, but uh, obviously the answer would then go to you, Zach. So Jason, what psionic entity was created from the consciousness of Professor Charles Xavier, Professor X, and Magneto? Uh, what psionic entity was created from both of their consciousness? What the heck is a psionic entity? Um, so it's a, it's a say what? Legion. A good answer, but not quite. Zach, do you know the answer? Yes, I do. Um, it's onslaught. It is onslaught. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Um, Legion so Zach, is Professor uh, X's uh, son. Yes, Legion is Professor X's son. Um, I guess uh, I just assumed uh, the psionic energies and babies were created the same way. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, should actually awful. look him up. Um, we will. We can talk about that here in a second. But that's the end of the trivia game. Uh, Zach, you're obviously the winner. Congratulations. Uh, you yeah. get a complimentary high five through the microphone. Three, two, one. And there it is. So... <laughs> <laughs> so uh zach actually if you want to talk a little bit about uh onslaught it, the, the stuff that you know oh at least gosh. that'd be pretty okay. cool very very briefly yes i know there's a lot to it i know there's a lot to it um okay so onslaught the basic premise of him is uh back in the 90s when everything was hardcore um magneto turned into a villain because he does that back and forth um and in a move that would haunt Professor X, Professor X decided to basically psychically lobotomize him to stop him from being evil anymore. Um, however, it's not that simple. So in X-Men, uh, Magneto's consciousness just left his body and went into Professor X's mind. And all of Professor X's resentment, or, or not Professor X, Magneto's resentment plus Professor X's frustration that mutants weren't being tra- treated well turned into this massive reality warping 
creature called Onslaught, which imagine like Magneto on Hulk steroids with Professor X's powers, and that's basically Onslaught. <laughs> wow. That's insanity. <laughs> now imagine which, it was which... uh me with Hulk steroids and Gambit powers. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that in a comic. <laughs> Jason running out of the house as like <laughs> clothing being thrown destroyed. At him. <laughs> as clothing hits the floor, it blows up. Um, yeah, no, Onslaught's a pretty dope character. Uh, it's one of, one of the um, things I love about Marvel is they always have amazing supervillains, and they always have ways to um, spice up things. Like, I mean, who would have thought of that? Like, really, Onslaught's just the consciousness of both of them like that's insanity um and the fact all of his powers are ridiculous i mean like ri- ridiculously broken um yeah it, but, it's dumb uh zach i'm i'm so glad you're on the show man I, I know you know we've been talking about x-men and um where where did this x-men um the love for x-men start for you um as far as comics or movies or anything that your exposure where did all that start for you uh so for x-men um it started definitely with the uh, 90s cartoon uh, with the incredible soundtrack at the beginning of it. The gotcha. Um, which, a uh, little trivia for those out there, that theme song was also written by the uh, guy who did the 90s Power Ranger theme song with the needly knee guitars. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, it was definitely that show. Uh, it was that and the Batman animated series that I watched every Saturday morning. Um, but I really, really got into X-Men, um, because, uh, my, I had started getting into comic books around that time. I was probably about seven or eight and my aunt, uh, has a, bought a huge long box, uh, which is just a massive, like long box of, uh, comics of a bunch of different sorts. And about probably 60% of them were just random X-Men comics from the nineties and a little bit of the eighties. And so it matched up with what I was watching on TV and it was stuff that looked really cool. I mean, I got to watch and read the Dark Phoenix saga and then it just it kind of kept growing. I mean, that you can't get cooler than a blue dude who looks like a demon, but is actually a devout Catholic and can teleport. <laughs> of course. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of where it all started for me. That's awesome, man. Um I know for me, like I, I grew up watching the same, uh, the same cartoon, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. And w- the crazy thing about X Men is it's so vast. Like, um, the amount of times they've been rebooted, the amount of times they've added and taken away characters, the amount of times they've changed costumes, the amount of time people have died and been resurrected and the different forms and different people all together. Um, Jean Grey always going berserk and Dark Phoenix mode. Um, excuse me. Um, the fact that like there's so much in-depth content with X-Men that like you were saying earlier that they could have their own universe and they more or less do. Um, I mean like the fact that like uh, I, I remember talking to you recently about how the the Dark the Phoenix Force was like split into four um different people do you remember who those people were i think it was cyclops um uh yeah yeah it was uh it was five people it was cyclops uh namor the submariner which is marvel's aquaman with a bad attitude um <laughs> magic magic who is what well, we could spend the next hour talking about 
um, her brother Colossus, and uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, Emma Frost. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, I, uh, go ahead. No, yeah, I was gonna say with Emma, like she, I'm confused on her character because is she good or evil? Is she both? Uh, she's a little bit of both. Um, she started out as a evil character. She was actually introduced right before the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, and of note, when Jean was going full Dark Phoenix, uh, she actually was the only one who could stand up to her just for a little bit um, <laughs> on her ba- on her base power level before basically almost dying. But I mean that that shows how like powerful she was. So. <laughs> Now, can you explain her powers a little bit better? Because, so, like, with the movies, which, you know, I have my opinions about the movies, and we can talk about that later, but um, there's a scene in, um, I think it's, hmm, I want to say it's not It's not Last Stand, it's uh, First Class. I think Magneto uh-huh. meets up with Emma Frost, and he's going to interrogate, grab, or whatever, somebody, and he ends up, like, getting um a bedpost like a metal bedpost around her neck and cracking her her skin yeah. and supposedly her skin is supposed to be like as hard as diamonds right yeah yeah so emma frost is a immensely powerful telepath um and then in 2000 um they decided to introduce something called secondary mutations which is basically a cheap trick to uh, make boring characters really interesting oh wow <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, with Emma, her secondary mutation is that she actually turns into what they call organic diamond, which makes absolutely no sense if you think about it for two seconds. Sure. But what it, what it actually means is uh, she is moving diamond. Like, she can move around and her whole body is diamond. Um, diamond, under enough pressure, can actually crack in the Marvel Universe. Um, and in fact, Emma uh, Frost has been shattered into a million pieces before. Um, she does not die when she's in um when she's in her diamond form but she also has uh enhanced strength and none of her psychic abilities um nowadays most of the time she uses it it's either for fighting or when she's dealing with something particularly like emotionally harmful um because it also basically makes her a sociopath uh she doesn't feel any empathy when she goes diamond form so oh wow did not know about that that's um that's pretty in depth. That's pretty intense. Like, but I think what didn't make sense for me in the movies, which, you know, they can be inconsistent at, at times. is like when Magneto wrapped the metal bedpost around her, her skin cracked. I was just like, it's metal. This is diamond. I'm, I'm having a hard time. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, did that make any sense to you? It made sense to me in the context of both X-Men and in the context of X-Men movies, which continuity and logical causality don't make sense in general (laughs) so uh but yeah i mean it was like i said she's been in the comics she's literally been shattered into a thousand pieces and then beast put her back together over like three months and then she was alive again oh wow so i mean if that can happen then sure why not a bedpost can crack diamonds (laughs) it it literally didn't make any sense to me like um, (laughs) and i I didn't even know emma frost at the time as a character but like her introduction and and the fact that like she was supposed to have you know diamond hard skin like i'm like this doesn't make sense but hey you know what magneto whatever i was gonna give it give him the benefit of the doubt because he's magneto um yeah that's about how you approach it so i was gonna ask you um 
Jason, what what type of comics or cartoons did you grow up with as far as like Marvel's concerned? Did you grow up watching X-Men as well? Well, obviously I watched the X-Men show and I really enjoyed that. I loved uh, Midnight Suns, which was pretty Ooh. cool. It had Morbius, uh, Ghost Rider, it had Blade. Um, that was really, really fun. And then, and then there's... Uh, also, Midnight Suns okay. had that uh, Ryan Reynolds terrible character from Blade Trinity um, when he was actually entertaining and fun to watch. Um, not whatever that was. Uh, but um, in general, yeah, Midnight Suns is usually one of my favorites. But then oh, yeah. there was also Sleepwalker that really made me happy um, because it was a dude that like fought in people's dreams. And uh, it's always cool when somebody fights people's dreams. But it was like the good version of Freddy, I guess, because, you know, it was about the same time. So it was like, come on, guys. That was an original thought. Wink, wink. It made me smile. That was Dreamwalker's biggest uh enemy nightmare uh is that supposed to be funny uh, i mean you're the expert i'm just saying that out loud uh, sleepwalker. I, don't, I don't know sorry my bad sleepwalker are you trying to take my job or what dude no <laughs> <laughs> yeah sleep it there was this dumb theory that like when they were resetting uh the marvel universe um and they had the giant essentially the you know what i'm talking about zach when they just recently reset a lot of the uh, multiverse of marvel oh yeah with secret or secret wars and stuff yeah it was supposed to be the fact that like sleepwalker was going to be able to remember the times before all that happened and like yeah he, well yeah that didn't end up happening i'm assuming because who cares about sleepwalker i guess i care <laughs> that's not very nice uh, yeah. Well, the cool How thing is, I have a, a bunch of those. I hey, I have a bunch of Sleepwalker comics. Don't don't sleep on him. <laughs> really hilarious. I, I'll be honest. I only have number one. Um, hey, that actually, that. yeah, that's actually worth money, bro. Well, maybe because that was the. Ni- well, I have it. It's in my house. And uh, it's chilling. You should protect that. Um, it might be worth something. Real talk. It's actually yeah. hard, to, hard to come by. My favorite one has to be the Midnight Suns number one. Number one also. That is definitely worth some money. I think it's insane due to the fact that, like, okay, so me and Zach play Magic, and we all know that Jason has played Legend of the Five Rings. Oh yeah! If you haven't, if you don't know that by now, you haven't listened to our podcast. So go back and listen to all the other episodes that we've done so far. Um, <laughs> um, Small plug. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. So the fact that comics, like literally pieces of paper, can be worth hundreds possibly thousands of dollars in mint condition in a case um yeah I that mean, just that's mind-blowing to me yeah i mean it's like it and the funny part to me is like a lot of the ones that are worth a huge amount of money like spider-man or amazing adventures or whatever it is sure number one that has the first appearance of spider-man so many people back then, like they, you bought them on off of a newsstand. So so many people like cut out the pictures oh, and hung them on their oh, wall. That hurts because <laughs> they didn't know any better. Sure. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's well, and it also depends on like who becomes popular. So like recently, um, the one comic, the one X Men comic that's super super hard. It's a New Mutants issue. Uh, I think it's like New Mutants ninety eight or ninety nine is almost impossible to find because it's the first appearance of Deadpool. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, 
you have to find like a second or a third reprint of it because finding it now is worth like twenty eight thousand dollars or something gotta like that. Gotta be joking. It, yeah, it's for for a dude who makes uh really lewd jokes on television. Sure. Oh, sorry, on movies. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I think I have some older comics that my grandfather gave to me. I, I got to check the worth, like the you know the condition they're in and it, it all depends on that and sometimes it doesn't matter just depending on the the issue but um with magic the gathering you know me and zach play and uh, i love the game i i started playing back a little while ago and um more like 10 years ago but um i there's this one card in the game um and the game's been around since 93 um and it's called black lotus and it literally <laughs> mint condition um is worth um, a house. Um, it's worth eighty thousand um, dollars. It's a piece of paper on cardstock, literally printed cardstock. Magic the Gathering card is worth literally um, worth than the house, worth more than the house I'm living in currently. Um, that that's so mind blowing to me. I, and I know that I get the fact that like it's so hard to come by, and the fact that it's vintage, and the fact that you know, all these things are just, they're just hard to come by. That's the way they are. But I just still, I can't wrap, wrap my mind around the fact that it's worth that much money. Well, cool. Um, guys, I, I think it's that time of the day, Jason, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The time we get a new host. Yes. Uh, and his name is Shaq and uh, I will actually, this is my last time on the podcast guys. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is actually taking my spot. Um, and Zach is actually going to be the lead executive producer of the podcast. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but it just, in, in literally 0.5 seconds, it just clicked, you know? Well, we're really excited. Me and Zach are going to make over six figures um, for this podcast, and we're not going to give anything to Trey. Yeah. I That's mean, exactly really what's going to happen. Really, he's just kind of holding us back, uh, all those listeners out there. I mean, you've you've been phoning I mean, in. it just took this episode when we realized how effective and helpful Zach would be over over Trey. And uh, it just really makes a lot of sense for us as a team. And uh, we really appreciate Trey. He won't be missed. But when I say appreciate, no. I don't mean that we – I don't really know what I mean. Useful because nobody else will do the podcast until Shaq, yeah. <laughs> and this yeah, is what I, mean, I have to deal with, folks. Well, I mean, you're you're cool, but you're not Shaq. So, I mean, I you're mean, not an NBA champion, uh, TV personality, rapper. Um, I mean, there's lots of things that yeah. he's. Yeah, not. no, I mean, and we I mean, can all agree that uh, neither one of us uh, is anything compared to Shaq. But yeah, so. Well, I mean, I am. <laughs> 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 so for those who are listening at home uh i've been shaking my head almost the entire time when when jacob jacob this is the reason why you're no longer on the podcast <laughs> see and this is why you're getting let go yeah totally <laughs> sorry Zach, I, my name I'm, and he's only I'm met me today to gunshots outside of my house so oh great now you're a gangster clip. but anyway as we're talking um what i was trying to say before I got rudely interrupted by an entire clip. By a drive-by. Uh, was... <laughs> I was shaking my head when Jason started uh, opening his mouth because I knew something uh, witty and uh, 
just completely down putting was going to come out. I was just prepping my ears. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was going to be that time of the day. I'm going to hold that off. Uh, Zach, I need, I need um, three things from you. Okay. And those are, what are your top three X-Men? Um, and they can't be main ones. Meaning, obviously, like Jean Grey, um, Magneto, Professor X. I'm, I'm talking like ones that w- normally people wouldn't talk about or know about, but three in the X-Men universe. They don't have to be X-Men. They can be a part of the Brotherhood or, or even, you know, um, what, what's uh, Marrow's faction? Uh, he's a Morlock. Is Marrow a guy or a girl? Uh, depends on the universe. Interesting. Didn't know that. Um, <laughs> I always figured it, it was a girl, but, uh, so there, I mean, again, proving the fact that X-Men is all over the place. Three of your favorite characters in X-Men in the X-Men universe. So you're, you're putting me into a hole here because I mean, my, my top two favorite X-Men in general are Nightcrawler and Storm, but since I can't use the main ones, um, I would probably have to say, uh, um, long shot. Okay. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, let me think here. Oh, um, glob Herman is hilarious to me. Uh, so I really like him. Um, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't get that. Uh, glob Herman Herman. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, and then probably, uh, Oh, um evan sabiner kid apocalypse oh interesting okay so describe those three people you just said to me um and just tell me a little bit of what their powers are okay uh so um long shot is from the mojo verse which i'm not going to explain look oh, it up okay. on wikipedia <laughs> um he uh his his powers are luck based um okay and so he's he's just super lucky um, but it's kind of like a Rube Goldberg type of lucky. And so, like, let's say he's going to go try to catch somebody and he slips and falls and it makes a, uh, a branch on a tree fall down, which then causes like a seesaw to move, which will then like hit a firefighter ladder that'll then drop a net that'll put on top of the villain. Like, it's that kind of like oh my God. stupid, oh, that's just like stupid domino, kind right? of like really. So domino. <clears throat> probability Except, manipulation without what is wasn't domino just like that are you not listening to me uh li- a little bit uh oh, Zach, domino can good. control it though um long shot cannot long shot is is always lucky as long as his intentions are good oh wow <laughs> okay um, and that so is if he, crazy if he ever does anything for his own self or like for greedy reasons it goes horribly wrong Oh, yes. that's kind of like that's my life. <laughs> I prefer to have Domino's powers. <laughs> um, but he's also like, he has this recurring theme of like, he tries to go and like save his own personal universe. And then something horrible happens and he gets his mind wiped. Um, oh my gosh. But what makes him cool is that he then comes back as a completely clean slate. And so he's always like this super innocent dude <laughs> who's just like, like I think his second appearance in the X Men universe, they're eating breakfast and he's like, "Ooh, uncooked chicken fetuses, yum!" It's a way to think about, about eggs. Yeah. <laughs> what the? <laughs> okay. 
That's crazy. Um, and then uh, my, his best moment is this random uh, annual that they did where it was basically kind of fetch questy and they had to find all these like different relics and stuff like that. The X-Men did. And he was supposed to find some like magical like rune or stone or something like that. And there's just this one panel where he's standing on top of a hill, the sun shining behind him. And above him, he's holding this like small rock and he's like, I found a rock. (laughs) (laughs) My pet rock. Yeah, so Longshot's amazing, um, and he his powers can get really broken later on, um, depending on who's writing him. But uh, again, look him up; he's he's ridiculous. He has a '90s mullet most of the time. That's amazing, <laughs> of <laughs> course. Uh, like Trey, and then um, Glob Herman uh, has the really unique ability of all of his skin is see through. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's terrifying. His, his that's his mutation. <laughs> okay is that his his skin is see-through um he shows up in the mid 2000s um as a part of like the new kids that are at xavier school that are actually trying to be students uh he can fight okay but mostly he's really just kind of disturbing um but he's a giant goofball <laughs> so um i like him because he's ridiculous I and can't then, relate. uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically trey i've actually been associating you with a guy that has see-through skin um can't wait it's 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 who you remind me of oh wow oh, how sweet <laughs> here's the haunting. question zach do you actually <laughs> see inside trey's internal organizers imaginarily because that's weird um only sometimes <laughs> okay yeah. thanks still disturbing <laughs> um and then the final one is a uh, kid apocalypse. Uh, his name is Evan Sabiner, Um and which apocalypse's name is in Sabiner. Uh, of he, he is the clone of a clone of apocalypse. Um, it's a clone X-Men. story after and, all. Uh, basically it's a clone story after all. It's a clone story after all. It's a simple clone story. <laughs> but uh basically he uh he uh becomes a clone and he's in a or he becomes a clone. He is a clone. How do you become a clone? Well, you know what I mean. Uh <laughs> you're not original. You're a clone. How does that work? <laughs> I mean, it is a clone story. I need to understand this amazing thing, how it so happens. When a mommy clone and a daddy clone love, love each, each other, other very, very much, much, they decide to. <laughs> that, that was pretty good, guys. That was a good team effort. Beautiful, beautiful uh, to make it very funny. For those, for those who don't know, that's from Cat in the Hat. <laughs> um, but anyways, he is a clone uh, who... Um, another uh character who i'm not even gonna bother to explain um because he's ridiculous he's got a french accent he's a master thief and he's currently the body of professor xavier um see the guy in the um last jedi yes (laughs) (laughs) that is a uh, terrible lisp and stutter (laughs) it just so um, happens to be a main character yeah uh, but anyways, he gets taken uh, by this character and put into something called the world. And the world is a entire community, artificial community, uh, that time uh, works about 18 times faster in. And it fits in the palm of your hand. Um, 
And so interesting. What, uh, what this guy did was he put uh, Evan into this community and raised him up in this like perfect like picket fences childhood with loving parents and a loving neighborhood to see if they raised apocalypse like in a good way if he'd turn out okay (laughs) that seems like a bad idea Uh, okay well x-men for the for the most part it did not go well i assume yeah yeah i mean it 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 only goes downhill yeah (laughs) but uh it, it works out for the most part he has all of apocalypse's powers um okay and so he can manipulate every molecule in his body uh which basically means he can shapeshift like mystique um and mr fantastic um he has some other abilities like he's basically immortal um but there, there's a bunch like if you know apocalypse at all you know that he's ridiculous um and most of the time evan is a pretty nice dude i mean a lot of people are scared of him because he looks like apocalypse except with like uh justin bieber haircut um but (laughs) nice (laughs) okay but uh every once in a while the problem is is that he still has apocalypse's genes so he he does get a little apocalypse every once in a while um and it gets a little scary but most of the time it works out (laughs) awesome yes and and uh if you're into geek rap uh there is a character or there is a rapper called kid apocalypse who does concept albums as that character oh cool (laughs) yes it's time for question of the day all right so uh i got a couple very good voice (laughs) i got a couple of them for you guys um and they're they're both from twitter um and the first one um and uh, i want your all's feedback on this is um it's by stitched up heart um and i can't really see their um at but I will have to look them up. What would your life be like without music? Well, it, I mean, obviously it would just be 18,000 times more flat. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for that witty comment, Zach. Yeah. And I apologize. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good content. This is going to be a lot of editing. Way too much editing. You said what, Scott? I would be a mathematician. You'd be a what? A mathematician? I, a mathematician. That sounds horrible. I would want to be a wrestler, but the only reason I like being a wrestler is because they got entrance music. If there's no music, then I wouldn't be a wrestler. I can't be a rapper. Wouldn't that be so awkward? <laughs> you just walk in like, yo, what's up? I'm me. And there's like, everybody's just, there's silence because there's nothing on the loudspeakers. They're yeah. just literally everybody would be talking like, that's it like, like imagine john cena walking down with no music <laughs> it would be so awkward i can't hear him <laughs> and now the moment you've all been waiting for john cena and then everybody's like clapping and cheering i guess that would be about it but but i feel like it wouldn't even be like clapping and cheering it'd be like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. What are other instances where like it would just ruin everything without music? Uh, well, the dan- entire dance parties wouldn't be a thing. Uh, my my side gig wouldn't be a thing. I couldn't DJ because there's no music. Or you, I you wouldn't could. be able to get free Chipotle with all my raps. Yeah. Now here's the um, thing. 
would you be able to sing if there's no music? If life well, was without music, nobody would know how to if sing. Music. What if you did sing and you would you be a superhero? Possibly. <laughs> very good. Very good question. I'm song man. <laughs> no, it had to be like something like Melody Man. Yeah, I think Melody Man's better. I feel like if <laughs> the question is worded weirdly, because I mean, if if the world existed without music, if life existed without music, eventually somebody would create it. Um, but if it just never happened ever, period, if that's what their question is. What happens if music was so bad it made your head explode? Oh, geez. Okay. Well, there's that. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I was going to say, think of like the, the quiet place. That, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you literally die if you play music. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, the past, like, two or the past, like, I don't know, 17 years of education would have been worthless. I guess I that's just would have sure. been sitting in a classroom, <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't that... be able to beatbox. I wouldn't be able to sing. I wouldn't be able to uh, DJ. Um. Uh, movies would suck. <laughs> movies would suck without theme tracks. Uh, I have, I, have I, you have you ever seen that uh that cut of uh the original Star Wars episode for the um the uh award ceremony where they took out all of the music that John Williams <laughs> yes, had? Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> He's t- so he's talking about this clip where they they actually filmed um, the oh, wait yeah it was episode four um, a new hope where there it's the award ceremony where deaths are just been blown up Luke Han um, and Chewie and Luke Han Leia and Chewie are walking down to receive their awards and uh, or their medals and and like <laughs> there's no music and so the <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think who plays Chewie who, who's in the suit uh, I don't remember you're asking me the wrong question sure 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 so he's uh, walking down he actually has to yell it's so like <laughs> in order for everybody to get the cue to turn around because Chewie they edit in his sound later yeah so he literally yells and so everyone turns around and it's just so awkward because everyone's like, smiling and <laughs> lips are smacking and stuff because everybody's smiling and it's just so weird he's like ah yeah, it's literally like, ah! it's like everyone turns around. Like, <laughs> so good. And I think, oh my gosh. did they post-production add people in or did they? They did. Because like, they, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. They definitely added people in because, I mean, the first movie was a relatively low budget compared to the rest of them. Gotcha. So, so it was just like two little panel panels of what it looked like a sea of people on left and right side. But then yeah. post-production, they actually added people. Yeah. And this is, this is an amazing question. And it's by Big Dizzle. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Question of the day. If you had the chance to be any video game character, who would you pick? Literally. He said any video game character. Mm. I'm going to defer to... Uh to my uh, other co-host here nice um i got it i'm gonna steal trey's uh kirby for sure oh that's actually a really good answer but that wasn't gonna be mine okay I, i'll come back and eat you okay so the cool thing about kirby a little tidbit here is uh they did a death battle between kirby and, and majin buu kid version 
um, okay. and Kirby actually wins, which is insanity. Um, because Kirby literally, when he when he opens his mouth to vacuum everything in, he opens a pocket dimension. It's not like a he has a bottomless stomach. It's he literally opens a portal to a pocket dimension that is I feel literally like, never ceases. I feel like you made that up. Nope. It's <laughs> canonical. Um, Kirby, when he absorbs somebody, he, he taps into the pocket dimension and uses the powers that he absorbs from some, somebody. So there's a lot that goes into it. He can literally pop out a warp star and go wherever he needs to whenever he can. Uh, so that would be actually a really cool option to have as somebody's a video You're game welcome. Um, what's crazy is he's actually not developed, um, which is another thing. Uh, all right, uh, Zach, I'm going to, for the sake of time, uh, who would you pick? Um, so as far as video game characters, I have a lot, but I'm just going to go with my favorite franchise uh, and say Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Of course. Okay, cool. Why? Um, well, for one, uh, he's an idiot. <laughs> okay great great I mean, opener he he is like he, he's a 14 year old boy like i was 14 roughly when that game came out um and he's he's not like a super competent hero like he kind of stumbles into being the hero of the story and even like as everybody else gets smarter like spoilers for kingdom hearts 3 everybody makes fun of the fact that he doesn't know what's going on so, <laughs> okay uh but he's also like stupidly powerful. Sure. Um, and like, who wouldn't want to swing around a gigantic key? Sure. And hang out with Goofy and Donald and assorted Final Fantasy characters. We should be safe here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love the memes. I love the memes for Kingdom Hearts, man. And like, yeah, I, I want Donald to completely fail me and make sure that I die in all encounters because oh he refuses gosh. to heal me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, what's crazy about me is I've actually never played a Kingdom Hearts game. I just didn't grow up with the PlayStation. So, well, sadly, I didn't, so, I didn't get the chance to play. Um, um, so, if that's the case, then uh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, leave this interview then. Um. <laughs> I was going to go with Master Chief uh, from the Halo series because Halo is hands down one of my uh, favorite game series. Um one because he is just lucky he um is a spartan um meaning he is augmented uh so like he's about as strong as captain america um and he is able to lift uh a thousand pounds which is a ton and that's actually how much his uh, body armor weighs and um it, it, there's a lot that goes into it um master chief himself has luck on his side not um probability manip manipulation or anything like that that's what I would have picked, but um, I'm going to go with um, Starkiller from the Force Unleashed series, uh, which sadly isn't canonical in Star Wars anymore. Um, thanks, EA. But uh, I, I picked that because he's hands down one of the strongest, um, if, if you're going to use extended universe um, terms, one of the strongest Force users in the Star Wars universe, hands down. Um, he himself, in if you played the games, in the first game, he rips a Star Destroyer out of the sky and crash lands it onto the planet. That's unbelievably broken. Um, he literally pulls it out of the sky while fighting TIE Fighters at the exact same time. And it's just an insane um, 
force he's an insane force wielder in and of himself he picks up um uh walkers atsts picks them up balls them up throws them into something else he grabs tie fighters out of the sky crushes them into a ball and throws them onto the ground um i mean his force literally hadouken his force push blows open doors and blows anybody away uh when he when he wills it um he's just broken beyond belief i mean he can essentially do whatever he needs to with the force um so as huge of a star wars fan as i am um i would hands down pick uh star killer all right so uh this is the point in our uh podcast where we talk about bad advice um I will share my bad advice uh, that I actually pulled from Twitter. Um, and it's from Alexia. Uh, it's at Lexia, L-E-X-I-A, 2424. <laughs> she said, I, I put bacon on a pimple because my granny said it would go away. She said, it grew. Hashtag wow. bad advice. <laughs> that is oh not God. good. <laughs> why, would you, why would you put grease on your face in the first place? How is that even a good idea? Like, I'm thinking, like, rubbing alcohol, like, just scrubbing your face, popping it, like, any of those could have worked. But grease? Like, really? Bacon grease? Um, so, oh, gosh. So, if we want to stay on term, uh, this wasn't bad advice given to me, but it was bad advice given to somebody that uh, I know. Okay. Um, which was uh, to use Crisco oil for suntanning lotion. Um. Yeah, no, that happened to me too. Are you talking about me? Yeah, yeah. That that if we want to stay on theme, uh, also um, to use. Um, <laughs> this was another uh, person that I know. They were told to use um, uh, vegetable oil for uh, hair grease, like hair product, um, because I, I'm I am a, a biracial. I'm uh, African American and white. And so um, black people like to put grease in their hair because it dries out all the time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So Would that I've, work? I've heard, uh, yeah, you should put a, just a, a wow. like, couple drops of vegetable oil in your hair. Is that good or is that bad? It's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Like you go stand out in 90 degree weather with vegetable oil in your hair. And tell me how that works. Fine. Uh, I'll go do it right now. Here I go. Outside. Uh, <laughs> outside I go. Zach, it's, mm. it's crazy as this podcast has been. I, I, sh- I really appreciated you being on the podcast, man. Just being willing to, to come out and at least share, uh, share a bit of knowledge about X-Men and just putting up with me and Jason. Um, I hope you, <laughs> I hope you had a good time, man. Um, so this is actually no, the point where blast, uh, if you have any anything you want to promote, um, anything you want to pop off, if you want people to follow you on Twitter, if you have a, um, you know, if people want to know more about your shop, this is your chance to just pop off whatever you want. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, like I said a little bit or earlier, um, I do write classical music uh, for a living. Um, and so if you guys are interested in uh, some uh classical music that's not written by dead people um you should definitely go check me out um uh, <laughs> you should definitely go check me out uh, i have a website called zdlowry.com uh that's z as in zach d as in dog lowry like the movie bad boys l-o-w-e-r-y.com um you can also find me on facebook at zdlowrycomposer 
Um, I am not hip with the kids, so I do not have a Twitter, but uh, you can find me at either of those two places, and I'd love to chat with you or just go and check out my music. So, Thanks again, Zach. We really appreciate it. Um, this is the time where we talk about where we do the wrap-up, and uh, this week we talked about X-Men. We did a fun X-Men uh, thing where I lost. We had... Uh, lots of fun things that we did uh we uh talked about our new uh, host shack we uh brought up uh all these amazing things about trey um and then we had uh they had a i went to acl they watched the joker and uh, we just had a good time um it was a fun thing uh if it's weird that i'm popping in like this it's because i had to re-record all my vocals because i had lost my voice that week and it sounded very not awesome so uh and we totally forgot to do the uh wrap up wrap up so here i am uh, doing that but again uh, just so cool to have zach here and have a good time uh let's do the wrap uh zach at the end asked uh, uh asked trey to do a cuban beat and so Trey did his best uh, interpretation of a Cuban beat, which I thought was very funny and nice. And uh, there was some stuff I'll show at the end where I was just giving him a hard time because, again, I had no voice. So uh, let's go. Yo, 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 we got Zach Lowry, TDP, and Scout D on the mic. Oh, we tell you what I'm doing. You want me to say, and I can't choose them. I talked about ACL and how I be. Had a hard time working, I see. And we got Trey, who was at a festival too. But he was body first, serving in true. Ooh, ooh, what am I to do? Ooh, I just keep on looking back at the truth. Got a guest named Zach, and he's having a great time. Making so many jokes, I wondering why he wasn't joking with this boy. Oh no, what were they doing? They took a photo. Oh, now they gotta be it all right. And they wanna do it cause they do it all night. Ooh, talking about X-Men, bro. I lost the game cause I didn't know. What an onslaught be with the Cineonic, uh, I don't even get it if I Rivionic, uh, now you want me to say it gone, yeah, did you really want me to rap the song, uh, now we gotta be it cause we talking about composing, everybody's like, uh oh, we wanna chosen, X-Men, and we gotta break it down, T, I was talking about Midnight Suns and B, and Trey was straight eating on the sleepwalker, what's up with that, I can see talker, at least he can get some sleep, Trey, I be, and you want me to understand what I see, uh, I'm talking about you. I don't even know what's going on, Trey, dude. Yeah, you want me to understand. But I gotta rap because I'm feeling all the plan. Oh no. Then we talked about if your ears explode. If there was no music, oh bro, what would you do? Oh, so low. Don't put bacon on your face, even if your grandma says you should take. I'm just saying that's a bad decision. An oil in your hair, that's black collision. Oh no. So please, please, please know that I will be Kirby and stick you in my pocket dimension and you will lose. Waiting for the light, but you gotta be the two. Oh, Sora, chilling out only if I get it. But we play video games and X-Men. Rip it! Thank you so much, guys, for uh, listening to the podcast tonight. Uh, we are so glad that we were able to have uh, Zach Lowry on. Um, and uh, we had a great time tonight, even though I got roasted a ton. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, feel free to check out our Twitter, our Instagram, and feel free to email us at um, 
foolsforyoupod at gmail.com. Feel free to email us there. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're still trying to build up our social media presence so that we can get more um, listeners. And uh, feel free to ask us any questions um, because we will be more than willing uh, to answer them on our podcast. And and you might, I don't know, who knows, you might be able to appear as a, as a guest in one of our next episodes. Um, it just depends on uh, when you email us or when you uh, DM us on Twitter or when you hit us up on Instagram. Uh, but feel free to uh, follow us on any of those. Um, we're just trying to get ourselves out there. We're just trying to um, have freestyle advice. And this is just a goofy podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, and that is it. We'll see you guys next time. I'm going to be down. I'm going to be down. I'm going to be down. I'm going to be down.